Welcome to the Friday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, but it might be you. In today's episode, we are going to be doing fuckboy replies. We're also going to be doing ick stories, but most excitingly, we've got an update. So somebody sent in a question, which I answered on the 26th of July Agony Aunt episode, all about whether she should wait for someone who's told her that he needs a bit of space. And we have an update And it turns out he's a massive cunt, but we will get to that. We are going to start off with fuckboy replies, which I need to explain to you. If you haven't been on my Instagram before and been part of fuckboy replies, how it all started was actually somebody messaged me, somebody, one of my patrons who are people who subscribe to my Instagram content, messaged me about a guy that she was seeing and and a message that she wanted to send to him. And it was this really aggressive confrontational message about why he hadn't replied to her. And I said, I'm going to reply in the way that I think he might reply, which I did. And then we had all this back and forth conversation with me pretending to be the man that she's seeing. Anyway, it was incredibly effective. It stopped her from sending the message that she may well have regretted. So since then, I have been doing a feature called Fuckboy Replies. I say Fuckboy Replies just because that's what I call it. But actually, anyone can submit any text that they want to send to a fuckboy, fuckgirl, fuckperson, fuck non-binary, fuck whatever. As long as they're human, you can send it in. So what I asked people to do is send me the text that they were intending to send to the certified fuck person in their lives. And then I reply either in the style of what I think a typical fuck person might say or with my own opinion on whether they should send the text and what the outcome might be. So, and the first text that somebody wants to send to a fuck person says, why do you want to talk and sexed me every few months, but stay with your girlfriend. What am I to you? And a typical fuckboy response might be, you're like a good friend, man. Like, what's my girlfriend got to do with this? Like, me and you, what we've got is our own thing. And what, you're telling me you don't like it? Come on, babes, you reply every time we sex. You know you love this. Send me a picture, please. But it might also be something along the lines of me and my girlfriend, you know, we're in a really bad place right now. And I'm not going to lie, like you're on my mind quite a lot. And, you know, like it just makes me feel a bit better to have you around. And, you know, I'm sure she's chatting to other guys too. Like, you know, it could be something like that. This person has got a girlfriend and they are sexting you. Why you want to know what you are to them is the thing that you really need to figure out. Because actually what you should be doing is saying, I'm not fucking engaging with this tramp. I'm not engaging with a situation where I am essentially allowing and enabling a fuckboy to fuck over another woman. And I am not going to be this little secret person who you get your sex kicks off every now and then via text. Like, don't put yourself in that secondary situation where you are asking what you are to someone who you should be nothing to. And what would this ever be? Like, 
he leaves the girlfriend on the basis of your sexual frizzons. And then what? You get into a relationship and every time he's on his phone late at night, you're going to be thinking, is he doing the same thing that he was doing with me to his girlfriend? You know, it doesn't matter what you are to him. What matters is what he is. And what he is, is somebody who is betraying the commitment that he has to another woman by getting occasional thrills from texting you. What you are to him is a bit of a boner inducer every now and then when he wants a bit of excitement, bit of an ego boost, bit of a dopamine hit that he's not getting from his missus. And you come along, boom, 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 bit of texting, has a bit of post-nut clarity and then doesn't message you for a little while after. You do not want to be this. You deserve way better than that. Block, delete, move on. Okay, the next text says... Why did you say that you wanted to chill on your own tonight, but now I can see that you're out? I mean, first of all, I don't think you should send this because you're probably going to get a message like, wow, wow, man, you're like watching me, watching my activities. You're like monitoring me now. Like, who are you? Are you my mother? You know, you'll probably get a defensive response, which actually I would probably give a defensive response. If I had said to a man, listen, I'm just, I want to chill tonight. And then I went for dinner with my mates and posted that on Instagram. And then he was like, hmm, you said you didn't want to chill, but you wanted to chill and not be with me. But now you're out and about. What's going on? I'd be like, whoa, fuck off. I didn't want to see you tonight. And I have the right to not want to see you tonight. And that actually doesn't necessarily mean that my feelings have changed or that I'm not interested. It's very normal for you to be able to make a decision about who you want to spend your time with. And that's not always going to be the person that you're interested in or that you're seeing or that you're dating. He absolutely has the right to say, don't want to see you tonight, but I'm going out with my friends. And actually calling him out on that does make you come across as a bit over clingy, a bit over needy. And if this is somebody who you are really interested in, then I think actually what you need to manage is your anxiety around this kind of stuff and accepting that actually people can want to chill and that is not a reflection on how they feel about you, someone not wanting to see you one day a week or whatever that's not a reflection on the relationship. Sometimes people just do need space and they're going to need even more space if when they're having that space, you're messaging them, having a go at them about them being out and about. So I would not send this one personally. Okay, the next text says, you've ghosted me twice and come back. Now it's the third time and I never want to hear from you again. Now a typical fuck person, again, well, they've ghosted, so they may well not reply. But if they do, in these kind of situations, what I have found is that they never want to be called out for the thing that they're actually doing. They will always try to make you believe that actually, no, that's just your perception of it. I wasn't really ghosting. Or they will provide some incredibly unchallengeable justification for it. So a typical fuckboy response to something like this might be either... I've just like, my mental health has been really terrible, babes. And like work is just like really getting on top of me. And I'm so fucking busy. And I never wanted to treat you like that. And I'm so sorry, but like I am here. And you really just like, if you could let me prove it to you. And they will go to these lengths to convince you that actually, you know, like you're like, I'm, I'm just so like vulnerable at the moment. Like, please give me another chance. And then they will ghost again. And then you will feel like a dick for believing that it was to do with their mental health and their vulnerability. When sometimes it can be. 
That's the thing, is that this is why these things are really difficult, is that actually, as we all know ourselves, when you're in dark spaces, sometimes you don't reply to people. Sometimes you do kind of end up doing the ghosting thing. But three times, even if it is about your own mental health and your inability to respond, you're then putting on anxiety and stress and horribleness onto someone else and potentially affecting their own mental health. So yeah, I think you'll either get one of those kind of responses or you'll get a kind of response that would be like, what? No, like I didn't ghost. Like I, I always come back, you see, like what, three times? That's not ghosting. You know, they'll deny that it's even ghosting and make you question whether you are being over the top about the communication that you're getting. You know, when we get that anxiety and we're like, ah, he's ghosted, he hasn't spoken to me. And then they're like, whoa, chill out, man. It's normal to only message someone you're sleeping with every two weeks. You know, don't don't let them wobble your head on that. I think you're absolutely right on this. You never want to hear from this person again. Don't give them another chance. Block, delete, move on. All right, so look out for fuckboy replies on my Instagram. La, 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 let me explain and get involved next time. And then we will do some more fuckboy replies on a future Friday episode. And we might use yours. So... We're now moving on to ick time, ick stories. I'm obviously the ick OG. And I will fight anyone who says I'm not. Honestly, I swear to God, it's a hill I'm going to fucking die on. But anyway, back to icks, icks that have been sent in to me from my followers. If you haven't heard my very long explanation about all the stuff behind the ick and how irrational and unreasonable and uncontrollable it is, then listen to my first week's episode, which is the Friday episode that's actually called OG of Ick Stories, where I give a much more in-depth explanation of why the ick is so sad and shit and irrational and why you're not an absolute bitch for getting the ick for something like this, which is the first response I'm going to read out this week. Now picture this. This is why she got the ick. He stated, there's a welcome breeze and then closed his eyes and enjoyed cool air on a hot day. And then he never saw the woman he was dating ever again because she's obviously insane. But it doesn't make you insane to get the ick for something like this because it just hits. I don't know what could be behind something like this a man just enjoying a bit of cool air on a hot day maybe it was the closed eyes which made it feel like contrived which made it feel like you know when you're a kid and you think you're in a music video and I maybe everybody else didn't do this but I used to spend a lot of time pretending that I was in a music video or pretending that I was being filmed so even if I was just like wistfully staring out the window age nine thinking about take that or new kids on the block I, I would imagine you know I'd do certain faces and stuff and like breath movements and like little head nods and whatever for the camera which obviously didn't fucking exist because I wasn't actually in a music video but I think maybe that's what this ick is is that he has behaved too much like there's a welcome breeze closed his eyes and it's like He's performing for a scene in a movie where they finally get air after being trapped in something. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. But yeah, I get the ick. But I also feel really bad for him because who doesn't want to enjoy a fucking cool air on a hot day? You know what I mean? Okay, this is a really unfair ick because she's, she's given herself the ick. <laughs> Let me explain this to you. So she's saying... 
I gave myself the ick because I accidentally kept saying onions instead of onions. So I blocked him as soon as he left my house. That is, that I'm going to tell you that is irrational and really unfair. You can't block someone because of a, a, an ick that you've given yourself, even though I do totally understand it because I give myself the ick on a daily basis, often just by doing things like, you know, I'll pour myself a glass of water and then find that I've been like, water, water. And then I'm like, oh my God, are you, what's wrong with you? No one should ever love you because you're not, you're disgusting. So I I get it, icking yourself, but then taking that out on him, I think the more bigger issue here is like why you keep saying onions instead of onions. That's what you need the therapy for. Go and get some help with that. Stop saying onions incorrectly and then you might be okay. You might have a wonderful love life, but I, I think maybe it's some weird... What, 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 what's that word for like when it's like a... A by proxy. So it's an ick by proxy. You've icked yourself. So you're just full of that ick feeling. And so you can't take any human around you seriously from that point. But um, but no, you, you need to sort your life out. Sorry. Okay, this next one is a very deserved ick. So she said that he flexed his muscles during a FaceTime argument to show me what I'm missing. I'm wondering if it was that little peck thing. You know when men with big pecs do that thing where they make their nipples go like... Well, they don't actually make that noise, but I I don't know how to describe it to you without having the visuals where they make each tit go like up and down in kind of like sync. And I don't know who finds that attractive, but a lot of men do it in videos on social media and there must be a market for it because I've actually seen women in comments like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. How did you fucking get pregnant from seeing a man doing that? Probably what I think is one of the most cringe things any human can do. Why make your tits dance in sync? Nobody wants that. Or maybe they do. I don't know. Write in. Interact with me. Tell me. Maybe it's me. Maybe every other person who likes men wants to see the pecs move in this horrific way. Not me. But anyway, I think this is a blockable offence. During an argument... Or was it the biceps? Because that's actually even worse. If he was just subtly making the tits dance during the argument, that's really ick because you can see his brain working. Like, yeah, let me show her the the titty dance. But if he then actually during literally lifted up his bicep and showed you that, like, yeah, yeah, you want to live without this? Yeah, this big bicep? Oh, that's even... uh, Actually, everything about this is... It's it's a rational ick and I give you absolute permission to never talk to him again or I don't know whatever do whatever you want but you have my permission to give him whatever ick you need to give him back although he'll probably enjoy that I was gonna say why don't you make your titties dance on FaceTime but actually it's not gonna have the same effect is it hi guys it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty-gritty with all your dating dilemmas so I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye Every week, they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts.
Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Okay, very exciting news this Friday because we have an update and I know that you lot love updates because you're always asking me for updates on the questions that I post from other people. So just to give you a brief reminder, it's from the Wednesday episode that was posted on the 26th of July and it was a question from a woman who said that a guy had asked her for a little bit of space due to his mental health and she didn't know whether actually it really was about his mental health or whether he was just trying to create distance between them and then this was eventually going to fizzle out. And I told her to listen to her gut. I told her it was really hard not to um, invalidate people's mental health but also that we have to kind of be a bit cautious about that and whether that's the truth. And I told her to set a time limit and not hold her breath waiting for too long. Well, she's given me an update. And actually, I wish I'd told her to tell him to fuck off in the first place because this is the update. So it turns out he probably isn't worth waiting for. He finally decided to communicate with me last night and spent the entire time cutting me down for my high body count. And then he got mad when I called him out for using my past as an excuse to fuel his paranoia. The reason he gave me for needing the space was because he wanted to get his head around how high my body count was. Mine's 26 and his is 20. So big double standards. And isn't that interesting? It's so nice to get that update because initially the information that was presented to her and we didn't know the context. We didn't know at the time that they'd recently had this conversation about body counts and I say that in inverted commas because body counts really should mean how many people you've murdered not how many people you've slept with but we didn't know that context when we got the question so in isolation the question was he's asked for a bit of space does that mean he's not interested in it in me anymore and then we looked into all the nuance of it when actually the reality was had I known I think that this need for space had followed directly on from a conversation about body counts we could have probably guessed actually that it had something to do with it and if we'd have known we'd have said fuck off run away this is not good I I, I think it's so interesting to have that update and that he's been honest about it because it it shows us actually that we do need to be cynical when people are like, oh, I need a break because of my mental health or whatever. You can feel like such a judgy, horrible person for being like, mm, I don't believe it's your mental health. I think it's all about me. And actually, in this case, that's exactly what it was. So it's very easy for us to try to be compassionate and empathetic and whatever. But actually, that often leads us to missing the fucking truth. And the truth here is that he is a misogynistic prick. He is essentially judging her 
for doing almost exactly the same as her. I mean, six and 20, you know, she slept with six more people. Should that even matter? And I guess it does come down to morals and values around sex and what you want from a partner. But to judge someone for sleeping with roughly the same amount of people that you've slept with is is absolute nonsense. To even have the conversation about body counts and then to make a decision about how you feel about a person based on their sexual history, to me, it's just incredibly childish. And it's fine if you're coming with the same energy. If he'd slept with one person, then he has more of a right to say, I want someone who's got similar sexual experience to me, fine. But because you've slept with roughly the same amount of people, that's where he loses any power in his argument and it just becomes judgy, irrational, unreasonable. And you've done very well to find out this information and I hope that you block, delete, move on. And I hope you don't judge yourself for it, you know? I hope this doesn't make you feel like, oh, maybe I'm not worthy of a relationship because I've slept with 26 people. Absolutely not. But I do think the other thing that it should teach you is to lie about your body count. Firstly, don't actually answer the question. If somebody ever said to me, how many people have you slept with? I would just be like, go go, go back to college. Go, go and collect your TFL travel card for teens because you have got some learning to do. Who even counts how many people they've slept with when they are a grown adult? Like, I don't know. I don't care. Fuck off. But actually, if somebody really wants to know and you really want to tell them, stick to three. Three is your answer. The rest don't count because they didn't make you come, probably, if you're a heterosexual woman. So that's fine. Out of them, 26, only count the ones that made you come. And actually, right now, you might even be a virgin by those standards. So I, I really don't think that that making up whatever number you want to give your body count, I don't think that's a lie. I think you can say what you want. But as I said, dating anyone who's even interested in that is is a terrible sign. Very pathetic. Um, so, but thank you for the update. And if anyone who has sent in previous questions wants to give us updates, you are more than welcome. Send them back to me at ask la 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 let me explain and i will give the listeners what they want all right and we are about to finish but of course i have to leave you with a friday night reminder a friday night reminder that's going to help you to stay fuck boy fuck girl fuck person free this weekend so my reminder to you is don't leave your time open on a vague conversation and what I mean by that is sometimes you can be talking to somebody that you're really interested in and you know that you've got a bit of availability that weekend and you have a little conversation maybe Monday, Tuesday or the week before or whatever where you're like, hey, yeah, let's do something on Saturday, like I'm free on Saturday. And you've had like a vague conversation, but no firm, clear plan has been made. And you really want to see that person. But since that conversation, you haven't really heard from them. They're not really engaging in texts in the way that they were. Communication has kind of changed, but you're really keen to see them. And so you don't make any other plans for that weekend because you want to be available if and when they do reply to your message or if and when they do come through saying, hey, so we're still meeting this weekend. Do not leave that time open on vagueness. Make plans. If you've messaged them on the Thursday or whatever to say, hey, we're still meeting up this Saturday and you haven't had a reply, 
apply for a while, make other plans. And then if they do decide to hit you up on the weekend and and they do come through, then great. You can fit them around the plans that you've already made rather than the other way around. And actually that will come across as more attractive because you've got other shit going on. You haven't just sat there pining, leaving your time completely available and open to them. So make plans if it's only been a vague conversation. Make plans with other people or to do other things. doesn't even have to be with other people. You can plan to do something really cool on your own, but just don't leave yourself just willingly available. So this has been your Fuck Person Free Friday. And on Monday, I will be back with a very hot topic, which I know a lot of you are very interested in, which is limerence. And if you've never heard of limerence, set a bloody reminder and tune in on Monday. If you've got anything that you want to send in for the podcast, please send it to at Ask La La La. Let me explain. And have a fabulous fucking great fuck person free weekend la 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 let me explain this is a sony music entertainment production